I am Lady Stars and Fire, and I am here with the Hell Hippie tonight. You are listening to Otherland Dreams. What's up, dude? Welcome to FXBG Public Radio, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, new reiteration of the plank. Welcome them back from a little hiatus. I'm sorry. Give me just a moment. We just walked in here. We're running a little bit late, and I'm trying to get all my junk together, so I'm leaving it to you to talk for a moment. <laughs> oh no. That's such a dangerous, dangerous thing. I'm sorry, but like I said, I gotta get all my junk together. I walked in and I was like, hey, we're on. You're so. fine. All right. Well, I'm it glad to see all your drinks have lids. Yeah, see, I listen. <laughs> I know how to listen. I can behave from time to time when I'm asked to. <laughs> so welcome, Otherland Dreamers, to a slightly behind schedule. Uh, episode of Otherland Dreams as Lady Stars and Fire gets her notes ready to enlighten us all on shit that we thought we knew but apparently did not know. Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> before we get into any of that, um, over this weekend, him and I, Hill Hippie and I, we happened to have been out and, uh, you know, doing our thing, just hanging out in the woods and all that good stuff, and we came across like a little field of Something called Jimson weed or thorn apple, or Datara, which happens to be in the family of Belladonna and Deadly Nightshade. Now, see, I told you this, Mr. Hell Happy. Oh, you told? Oh, you, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, let's, no. Let's reiterate. No, 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 I told you. You told me what exactly? No, All no, that no, information, no. or was I the one who gave you no, that no, information? You gave me the name because I didn't know what the name was. See, okay, we were walking down by where this little field is, and I was like, "What is that flower?" Which means, in Lady Stars of Fire language, I need that flower, even though I don't know what it is. And so he looked it up, and I didn't know what it was. But what I went back and I told you was it was part of the Belladonna family, and it was part of the Deadly Nightshade family. Mm, neither one of those sound familiar. You just said, I need it. And when I told you that it was used— No, no, no. I told you, like, Sunday. Uh, no, Sunday was, the, Sunday was the day that we found it. Well, Monday then we were talking. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> the point is— the point I'm is, calling boo. <laughs> the point that I'm getting at is that I wanted to go back and tell you, and I left it for the show to tell you this part, because I'm sure you didn't realize. You know, when we walked in that field and all of a sudden you were like, your vision shifted? That was not the field. That was the forest. Yeah, but you had to walk through that area prior to going in there. Remember, we were walking through that area. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling you I could smell it, and I wasn't sure what I was smelling. You know what that stuff is? Its magical uses is speaking to the dead. It grows over portholes of where the realms of the ancestors are and vision quests and hallucinations. This is why I went back and got you flowers so I can make you a bag so that if you want 
help when you need it on journeying, they'll be there for you. Because all you had to do was be near the stuff and your eyes opened up. Great. Well, just what I need. Another bag to keep track of and keep safe. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to get it, so suck it up. Um, I ain't sucking no bag. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to get in with that first off because, you know, there are those people, my witchy people, who are going to like that information when they know what that information is because they may want to add it to some of their bags and stuff. However, this stuff is highly poisonous. Mm-hmm. And also it has use for uh, treating asthma as well, if it I remember correctly. Use, yeah, it has use for uh, if you take the leaves and you steam them. You do not drink them. You steam them and you just breathe them. It also helps with bronchitis, which is going to go into part of what we're talking about tonight. Tonight we're speaking about being in service. We're speaking about... The awakening, awakening the calling itself, and I would say shaman sickness. But it may just be sickness for some people, because not everybody's out to be a shaman. Correct. So, with that being said, when you're awakening, your whole world shifts. Your whole world changes. I'm sorry, that was driving me nuts. You feel like you're going a little nutty. (laughs) Um, Well, what it is is... Everything changes. You start to see things from a new point of view. Some of the signs of that, for one, is either you're an introvert or you start to become one. (laughs) (laughs) But as you're starting to awaken, you start to see a shift in consciousness. You don't feel quite the same. Yeah? I'm moving too much. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm hearing most of those movements through the headphones. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure the people would rather hear the message versus the, the background noise. That's because I came in here and had to get so much stuff adjusted so fast. See, I'm going to call bullshit again <laughs> because I've watched you sit down in most of these episodes and just twist, 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 twist. So it's like I thought you were trying to audition for a Chubby Checker video. No, I'm just not a still person. Nobody caught the Chubby Checker reference. I am old. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. So I t- get enough of that at work. Leave me alone. Oh, but darling, that's my job. <laughs> anyway, um, so as you're you're coming into awakening, your consciousness shifts. The way you feel about things shift. The way you look and value things shift. You stop forcing everything so much. You start letting things happen. Or at least you start to go in that area. You may not fully understand it yet. Do you have anything to say about this yet? No, I think you're doing well. Okay. You start seeing through the illusion. You start, as he just said, calling bullshit where bullshit is at. Bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) You start seeing through the illusion of society and... What everybody else tells you you have to do, what you have to be. You lose the interest to be in conflict with everything and everybody or judging everybody. These things just start to fall away. However, that doesn't mean that life just got easy and everything got better and wonderful all of a sudden. It's just you no longer are able to deal with the negativity 
of things in, in, in a different way. So you start changing who and how and where your life is. Your vibration shifts and you don't even realize it. Yeah, but for those who aren't at that level yet, they don't understand anything about vibrations. That's, I'm making a callback to a previous episode. I know, and I it's agree. It's called a callback, and you let it flow. <laughs> well, I mean, and you also, a lot of times people will, when they're starting to awaken, they start getting, which is those vibrations, but they don't really understand it yet. They'll get tingling sensations. And... What I call the indoor rain. Oh, God. We don't have to deal with Ewoks, do we? <laughs> no. But they're cute. <laughs> oh. They're annoying. They make no sense. <laughs> no, but you'll get tingling sensations, which is vibrations starting to lift. And like I said, I feel the indoor rain from time to time. You just feel like you get a cold, wet sprinkle, and there's no way that you're being rained on. It has to do with those shifting of those vibrations and cleaning you out. You start to become more heightened. You have more sensitivity heightened, more or less, in the physical sense. Mm -hmm. And along with that, like I said, the inability to handle the negativity. So when people are starting to waken up, those are some of the what? I'm not sure. At least for me, it wasn't so much that I couldn't handle the negativity. It was just, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Well, that's kind of what I mean by you can't handle it. It's just, it's more of I don't have to. That's a better way to describe it. At least for, as far as my own experience with my own coming to awakening, calling, knowledge, whatever. However you would like to phrase it in your own lives. That for me, it wasn't just, I'm not putting up with this bullshit anymore. I don't have to. And see, that's a great feeling and it's great understanding because until you start to awaken you don't really get to where you start to realize you don't have to do a lot of the shit that you used to think you had to do and to clarify it's not like this it's an all-in-one you never have to deal with the bullshit anymore every day there's going to be situations where you're popped back just a little bit where something gets under your skin you're human you're not 100% connected to the divine. No one is. We achieve that. We want to stri- uh, we strive. I'm sorry. We, uh, we don't achieve that. We strive for that. Let me use my verbiage correctly. <laughs> and that's what we strive for. But we're, ne- we're never truly there. So when you feel that, oh, yes, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. And then the next day, something in your life just really just... Uh, drops your vibration, takes you to that negative realm, and it just irks you on a deep level that you can feel in your bones. It doesn't mean that you've dropped. It just means you're human. But that's also starting to see through the illusion of what you thought life was. And -hmm. you're starting to learn to reteach yourself of what you thought. You were taught one way, and now you're starting to realize that's not exactly true. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a great feeling, but at the same time, it's very scary. It can be for some people. Some people don't come into that awakening easily. I don't, how, how, did, how did you wake up? It was uh, <laughs> through a pretty dark period of my life, my uh, second divorce. Well, I mean, okay, it was a dark period because you were going through a divorce, but I mean, 
Was it just because it was dark and emotional because of the divorce, or did something traumatic, or was that the traumatic event? Honestly, it was pretty stupid. Okay, well, all right. It was a moment in a bar. Me and my buddy <clears throat> went down to this this, this dive pub. <laughs> we just wanted to sit down and just bullshit, just the two of us, and talk. You know, we didn't want his girl and his her kids around. Uh, we just wanted to sit down and talk. We didn't want to go to any other bar, which we would have other people. You wanted that, some chill time. We wanted some bonding moments. Okay. And we wanted some alcohol. <laughs> Let's be honest. A little we, party, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we could have probably done that on the front porch and played some Magic the Gathering, but there was always the chance of being interrupted by the kids or the girl or what the fuck ever. And no, we just decided we're going out to this little dive pub. It's like three or four people in there. And this one guy, when we get in there, we're sitting down and talking. And now, mind you, throughout the course of my life, in bars, because I've worked in industries that have put me in the bars, you know, repairing equipment and electronics and shit like that. Every once in a while, I'd just be able to look at somebody, and I'd go up to the bartender and say, keep an eye on him. Why? He's not doing anything wrong. I said, keep an eye on him. That's all I can tell you. And nine times out of ten, this a bitch would start problems before the end of the night. This night, I walked in, me and my buddy Corey, and we're just talking. And then this one guy comes up, starts talking to us, and we're polite and nice. He goes on about his business. A couple more people show up, and this guy starts escalating like an uh, exponential factor. I don't know if you know how an exponential uh, works on a, a bell curve. It's pretty much flat, 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 flat. Holy fuck, it's hitting the sky. <laughs> and that's the way this guy's escalation went. And he was he wanted to fight, and he didn't care who the fuck it was. There was somebody in that bar who was going to fucking fight him, and he was going to find you. And he started in on Corey. And I walked over with every intention of, I'm going to have to pull these two apart. And as I put my hand up to put my hand on this guy's shoulder, because I was preparing to you know put my hand there and shove him backwards, I saw this gray haze around my hand and I saw it move from my hand into this guy. And I'm like, God damn, I'm drunk. <laughs> I, I can see that though. I can see I completely. Don't, I don't feel drunk, <laughs> but I must be fucking drunk because I'm seeing some weird shit here. And as my hand touches on his shoulder, the guy stops mid sentence, turns, looks at me and goes, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing just fine. Just hoping, you know, ain't nothing bad going to go on here, you know? He goes, nah, nah, man. We got no worries. He goes, you know what? I think I need to go home. I'm going to have a good night. You guys be peaceful. Walks out the door. <laughs> and Corey was strung to the high gills. He was ready to throw down. Wait, shift. Yeah, and he was like, what the Fuck what did you that? just do, man? <laughs> I, said, I didn't do anything. Oh, why would you say I do something? He goes, dude, I, I've seen you in the forest. I've seen the way you flow. I've seen the way you move. He goes, you, you did something. <sighs> no, 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 no. I had a healer popped up. 
So later on down the line, I told Corey the story of what I saw with my hand because you know it took me a minute to be able to tell him my my best friend what I just saw because I thought I was crazy or drunk, and I was committing most of it to drunk. But after what happened happened, maybe I wasn't as drunk as I thought I was. I must be crazy. God damn it! No, I don't want to be crazy. <laughs> I'm not even 40. I don't want to be crazy yet. Give me another 20 years. Then I, then I can go crazy. <laughs> and I just started following it after that. Okay. that's what, Let's see. That's what I'm saying. Different people come into it in different ways. See, when I was younger, when I was younger, I saw spirit. And I really was quite open to it. And I don't know how somewhere along the line as I matured and grew up, I just lost it. Mm-hmm. And then other things became more important. Yeah. I mean, it's like I just forgot about it. I, I mean, literally, I don't know how I lost it. It just it disappeared and I forgot all about it. And then for me, mine was a couple of situations that all came together, mm-hmm. ending with me being robbed at gunpoint. I also got, I basically, I also almost drowned. So I, I I was getting a good little slap slap. I mean, like more like a punch, knock you down from from the universe. Like it's time to get the fuck back up, basically. Mm-hmm. And because the final blow came from the uh uh when I was robbed. And now if you know me, I'm I'm a Leo. I'm I'm a cocky little bitch. <laughs> I'm a cocky little bitch, and I am a little. Too powerful for my own good sometimes, and mouthy. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, let's not call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a big fucking mouth. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. And so, you know, my cockiness kind of, while I was being robbed, wasn't the thing at all. Because I was like, dude, get your own fucking money. You know, I mean, I wasn't scared at all while the gun was in my face and all of that. It wasn't until two days later that I nutted out. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Mm-hmm. I could have, you know, and at that point is when I fully, like, I rewoke up, like, in a, a minute. I mean, like, in my fear, everything came back, and so did every demon in the world that I could ever imagine on any movie, any show, any anything. Everything that I had ever created to be a bad situation, along with my negativity, because it was caused by fear. Everything came back. So I had to really work at turning that around. So my awakening wasn't no fluffy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went through a lot of dark period. And like I said, that's why I do the the videos that I do with the weekly healing messages and, you know, things like this with the show. I've been the person who's alone and freaking out and was like, you can't go to the church because they're just going to lock me the fuck up. Or burn you at the stake. <laughs> that's happened before. Thank you. In a past life, and we'll get there. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> do I need to call bullshit again? <laughs> no. But, okay, as as I come into that awakening thing, I mean, everybody comes into it in different ways. And it's not always a comfy, wonderful thing. And sometimes coming into it, like I said, it's not comfy and wonderful. Sometimes people are afraid to speak up. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of what they're seeing. They don't understand. And then they're just feeling weird on top of it. Plus, they're starting to pick up on... You know, psychic energies and healing energies and stuff like that. So they really feel like they're batshit crazy. Please, God, I don't want to be crazy. Give me another 20 years. Then then I can be crazy. And if you're lucky enough, you get into the right group of people and you start finding out that you're not crazy and you start moving on. Mm-hmm. But some people just stop with the awakening. 
or they get into witchcraft and all that other stuff or trying to be good to people, but they don't really go after a calling. They haven't found their calling. Which is one of the things, you know, and I'm probably going to piss off somebody here when I say I have a problem with the concept of mindful living. What? I lost you. Mindful living. Okay. Okay. Mindful living. You're mindful that you're living. Aren't you always mindful that you're alive and that you're living? Concentrated in your own life? Yeah, there's the problem with the whole thing. The living. The second word in that statement. Mindful living. Be mindful. But beyond living. Yeah, but I'm making sure people aren't hearing you as being self-centered. Right, I'm, and I'm not trying to come across that way. Well, that's why I'm saying it, because if I'm hearing it that way, somebody else is. Like I said, I'm probably going to piss somebody off with that statement. No, and that's fine. And I got no pro. I, uh, <laughs> I, I know, know you than- well <laughs> enough to know what you're saying. Somebody right. else may not. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, I agree. I mean, you, you should think about the life you're living. You should care about the life you're living. You should want to have the best life you can. Think beyond the life you're living. Yeah, and that's what the, the bigger picture. The tr- <laughs> I thought you would like that. <laughs> well played, lady. Well played. Inside joke. I uh, introduced her to it. Well, I think I've played this song for you once before, but you've you, played it a couple times. No, I yeah. played "Bridges in the Sky." You played it what two years ago, back when we first met. "Bridges in the Sky." I did. Uh, the bigger picture. No. Okay. That's one that. Never really high on my radar, but it got called high tonight. Yeah, it did. It got very... Both of us, before we came in here tonight, we were both really on a high spiritual... Like a a high spiritual high. Basically, before we came in here, we were getting some really good information before we came in, and I think that it was really good. And Dave was here, man. (laughs) All right. So let me get back to where we are. So, I mean, as we move into... Out of just waking up and starting to live awakened life, most people are going to start to come into their calling. Or at least if they aren't coming into their calling, usually they're wanting their their calling. They're desiring to understand their calling. They're design, desiring to find out what their purpose is, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, I mean, hell, I'm, I'm just a normal person. I ain't anybody different. I can't tell you what your calling is. Of course not. I mean, you'd be surprised at things that I've been asked sometimes in my work. But my point is, is I tell people, okay, when when I started coming into my calling, I'm going to be the first one to admit. When I started coming into my calling, I had no freaking clue. That's, that's what I mean. I knew I was coming into my, I, as I learned, I was coming into my shamanism. As I learned, I was coming into the healing hands and the Reiki and my shamanic work and, and the direction I was going to be going. That's not, it's not like I woke up one day going, oh, that's the direction. No, dude, I'm telling you, I sat down and had no idea why I would sit down for days in a row making jewelry. And I couldn't stop. It was just, basically, I created a store. And then as I created the store, the store turned me into turned away from the the uh you know the the jewelry and the trinkets and and stuff like that and started 
the store is what pulled me together one piece at a time and started bringing me in the right direction. But that wasn't me. That was also spirit. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, is I tell people now, now that I've been down that part of my path, your calling, whatever it is, whatever your reason for being here is, has absolutely nothing to do with money. Now, if you can learn out, learn and figure out how to make it work for you to bring money in, sweet. That's freaking awesome. Right. But I say it's going to be whatever. It's whatever you're going to. You cannot not do it. You have to do it. I, I was like I was telling you. The hell heavy the other day. I was like, you don't understand. I don't have the luxury of not uh, of suffering in silence. I was like, not that suffering in silence is a luxury. I was like, but part of my path is is I have to come out and say it. I have to come out and do it. I have. I cannot not do it. It's part of who and what I am. This is not just my life anymore. I also believe that has more to do with your personality. <clears throat> because, let's face it, the Leo is loud. The Leo needs to be heard. You hear the message. You need to hear the message. You're going to hear the message. Well, yeah, but, uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, yeah, I can be a dramatic drama queen. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> okay? I, and I wasn't going to call you that, but, oh, I'm, but I go, can, I'm glad I'm you... Of it. <laughs> It's, that's what we're all about here, is knowing thyself. <laughs> and calling your own bullshit, which, you know, sometimes you have to have somebody else point your bullshit out for you, but that's okay. I mean, that's part of learning. But what I'm saying is— And that's is, a private story. Yeah, that really is. But anyway, I mean, as, as you're coming into your calling, I mean, I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, what would you do that you—what is this, What is something that you would have to do that you just can't not do? You don't care if you get paid. You have to do it. And somewhere along that line is where you're going to find where your true calling is. Grow mushrooms. Well, see, you just need to start making your own <laughs> instead of going out and getting them for the forest. You can go to the forest for fun. Oh, no. One goes with the other. <laughs> but well, then you just need your own forest. <laughs> Oh. I know, I just gave him, like, a complete orgasm. <laughs> she really did. He, you should have seen his face. He was like, what a great idea. <laughs> it's a pipe dream. It'll never happen. But oh, my God. Give me a 1,500-day. You don't understand this man and his mushrooms, okay? That's all I can say. You and just... his trees. Don't lie. The trees are a large part of it, too, because that's where a lot of them come from. But just a 15... I'm not I'm not asking for much. <laughs> just 1,500 acres. Just all to myself. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just still stuck on them. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is you're coming into... Most people are coming into their calling and they're starting to find that it has to do with wanting to help the human consciousness grow, mm-hmm. wanting to help evolution and the species grow and change in some way or another. I mean, whatever it is that your calling is, that's what it is. It's what you want. That's what you, that's what you desire. If you're smart enough to figure out how to make it make money for you, then that's even better. What? I see you're about to say something. No, I'm actually in thought. Keep going. 
Okay. I mean, but usually it has to do with people, places, nature, animals. In general, go ahead. It's not about just following the flow of the culture. You're willing to use your own free will for the first time in human existence to actually change the world you're a part of. Right, exactly. It's it's that's but that's what I'm saying. It's your will becomes not your own. But it does. It does on a higher sense, but like I said, at first for me, when I was couldn't understand where it was going. I was sitting there making necklaces and I couldn't understand. I was just like, I don't know why I'm doing this for three hours at a freaking time with my fingers almost bleeding. This is what I'm saying. You may not know right off the bat, but when you go with the flow of what your what your body and your soul is telling you, eventually it's going to get you where it needs to get. And you're finally listening to free will. Yeah, but most people don't understand that is free will. And that's why little Lucy... Is sad. Another inside joke. <laughs> um, and then people start coming into their gifts. I mean, people start coming into their gifts also when they start coming into their awakening. I mean, I was telling telling Hill Hippie just the other day. I was like, you know, I I do do Reiki healing, and I can do healing shamanically with my hands and so forth. And back before I ever awoke, I, I, I remember, you know, every boyfriend I ever dated always being like, get your cold, anybody freaking fingers and toes off me because you're freaking freezing. And now it's the exact opposite. Please don't touch me. You're burning me up. It, I mean, as you start to come into things, you will change and you'll start to learn of those gifts. And then you want to try to understand and control them. Mm-hmm. So then you start getting into how to go through that. And it all has to do with bridge work. Sky. Mm-hmm. It has to do with bridge work, which is bringing you to the mainstream culture of understanding the new consciousness that you're trying to help create. Mm-hmm. Basically, I mean, and you start moving in that direction. However, some people can't answer that call. Some people don't know how to answer that call or refuse to answer that call. Mm-hmm. And where you got that grin. I'm actually in three different thought trains at the exact moment. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, see, this is part of what I'm talking about. For the last week or so, actually for like the last month, I've been dealing with some of my own sicknesses that come from not answering the call. And for people who have been following me for a long time, you would think that I answer the call because I'm always doing the videos. I'm always... You know, bringing some information to somebody or or something. But that doesn't mean just because you're out there in the world that you fully answered the call. Mm -hmm. There could be parts of you that are just in denial. And whenever you're fighting answering whatever that call is for you to understand what your potential is, what, you know, your calling is. And you start to move forward. Most people will try to move forward. And, and, and any kind of funky illnesses and stuff usually won't happen. However, in shamans and other people with healer energies and stuff, they will start to feel sometimes what we call the sickness. And that's because the bridge work usually has something to do with fear and with personal self-healing. Mm-hmm. 
that they are not getting. So, like I said, I still was suffering for my own, but to many people, they were like, what are you talking about? She's out there all the time. No, that doesn't mean that I was fully answering the call or that I fully understood it. Right. Now, many healers and uh, spiritual workers, you know, they will come in to what most people will say is the illnesses, you know, and they'll they'll call it to, like, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. I can never say that word. (laughs) Fibromyalgia? (laughs) It just don't want to come out my, it started to say, don't want to come out of my tongue. (laughs) You do have a problem with sonics, don't you? (laughs) Yes, 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 I do. (laughs) Um, But it's, that <laughs> is chronic Lyme disease and also autoimmune disorders, which also deal with your chakras. Those are typically the illnesses that people will start to find when they aren't answering the call. And the autoimmune disorders basically are immune disorders that they can't seem to heal, such as bronchitis and pneumonia. And I'll be back for that part in a second because when you get in. say because it goes deeper than that because what a lot of people really don't understand is like poison ivy. Something that I have in my youth, I could look at that shit cross-eyed and catch it. And one of those things that I'm learning here recently in the past three to five years, all of a sudden I've – I won't say because knock on wood, you know, I'm going – if I say something the wrong way, I, the universe is going to go flick me in the pee-pee and say, nah, no, here, news new lesson. <laughs> but the past three to five years, I'll be in the woods and I'll see it. And typically, typically, that's all I needed to do because the, ro- the rocio oil would get in the air. I would catch it and it's like, crap. But it's almost like I'm not catching it anymore. But – uh, poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac, the Hiroshio oil gets on the skin. It's not because you are actually, quote unquote, allergic to the oil. It's an autoimmune response. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I just said, autoimmune disorders. It's not a disorder, though. It's just a hyperactive immune system. But it, you're not catching it as much anymore. Are you? No. This is what I'm talking about. The immune system within the chakras when you're fighting the sickness of coming into your calling and stuff, you catch these things so much easier. But here's the thing. It's coming back with scientific. I No, 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 no. I used to never get sick. I was almost killed by an illness in uh, kindergarten. Literally, I missed a, uh, a week of uh, kindergarten because of chickenpox. I had them so bad, my eyes were almost closed. They were going down my throat. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I got, you know, cleared from the chickenpox. My mom tried to wake me up. She couldn't wake me up. I would open my eyes, and I would immediately close my eyes. They rushed me to the hospital. I spent a week in the hospital <clears throat> with them fighting severe di- uh, dehydration. I was told that a couple more hours, and I'd have been gone. Near-death experience. Near-death experience. And one of the things we've come to find out about, uh, (coughs) excuse me, chicken pox, shingles, 
once you get the chickenpox virus, it's part of the shingles virus, uh-huh. which helps aid your immune system. It became part of my autoimmune defense system and just ramped it up to high holy hell, which is why I was so susceptible to poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac. Now, I when I would never get sick after that. Never. Very, very, very rarely. And in the past three to five years, I'm no longer susceptible to poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac, and I'm starting to get more illnesses. Yeah, but to be honest, love, aren't you fighting your calling? Fighting it? You're not. You just said in the car right before we came in here. I said I wasn't at peace with it because I'm not ready to relinquish that control. Nobody said that you'd be at peace with it. I say all the time, I don't have a choice. If I don't do it, I get sick. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm not 100% sure on anything. I just know the stuff that I've been told versus what I've been through. And those are some of those areas that are typically seen as the illnesses when you're not answering the call. Now, shamanically, it can be much worse. Shamanically, there are three typical ones and two that typically will kill you. One is mental illness. And some shamans are said throughout the world to literally flat out entirely go fucking mad. Well, if anyone's heard me on the Shock Monkeys, they already know I'm halfway there. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, dude, I, like I said, there was a reason why I have the Harley Quinn as my personal evil side. And it has nothing to do with her being a crazy ass. I'm already a fucking crazy ass. It has to do with when she looks back at what made her crazy. That would be my evil. There would be my grief that we are always talking about. anyway uh, well i'm just being honest but my point is is there's the mental illness stop (laughs) it's in the other room don't make me go get it and show it to you and reiterate because that is case in point what i was talking to you about i know (laughs) i'm moving on with the show There's healing going on right now. <laughs> and the he- listeners are getting to experience it firsthand. So. <laughs> I was drinking. I know. I'm just giving you shit. But three of the typical shaman sicknesses, the ones that are incredibly bad, is, you know, are mental ones where you will completely just mentally lose your mind and not come back. And that's because they claim... I haven't had this problem. They claim that in order to help heal mental patients, you have to understand madness. Mm-hmm. And they claim that spirit is the one that teaches you this. The other one is physical, and they will get diseases beyond what we were talking about. Right. I mean, literally to where <coughs> they will almost die or even go off into the forest for freaking like months and not eat, like, a month and, like, not eat and just live off of whatever they can find that spirit teaches them that they can eat and see if they survive. And if they come back, then they move into their shamanism. And the other one, which does not kill them, is music. <laughs> the other one is music. Now, it is 
typically viewed as musicians will lose their ability to play or, or singers will lose their ability to sing in such ways. But it doesn't always have to be that way. And I suffered from it because I lost music for a year. And that's because of how deeply things will hit me. I was in such negative states that literally it was the strangest thing because it wasn't like I didn't have to suffer in that sense of, you know, how a musician can't play and needs to. Mm-hmm. I'm just a typical, typical, typical person who just wanted to hear some freaking music. Right. And I can't. Every time I try to put music on, any way, shape, or form, not in the car because I wasn't driving at the time because I had a DUI, but over that year, I had no ability to choose music in any way, shape, or form. You lost your connection to ecstasy. Right. And I had to be redirected. So I lost it. I mean, literally, I couldn't. If I tried to put it on the radio, like the radio would take a shit and break. If somebody else was choosing it in the car, fine. But I didn't have any choice over anything. Even the stores, they would just shut down, music would. I didn't have music for almost a year. Where I worked, we had a problem where I worked. I was there for 12 hours a day. And the system broke. So I was in silence for 12 hours a day. Because they're cheap, it wouldn't fix the system. But my point is, still... Every time I tried to do anything for almost a year, I didn't have any opportunity. It was was never my choice. So music is one of them, but typically it is taken away by not being able to play your instruments anymore. Mm -hmm. See, that's one of the things that, for me personally, the connection that I have with music. It would, for me, not to be able to appreciate the music would... Almost, I, I can't say that it would be the same as a musician not being able to play anymore. Because I've never had that gift of being able to play. Yeah, when I was younger, I used to sing metal in a garage band. That's different. I haven't done that in years and years and years and years and years. But for me to, if I was to uh, lose that ability to appreciate music, and you've seen the way I appreciate music that I get into, mm-hmm. it becomes soulful. Yeah, that to me would be de- uh, de- back debilitating. I get it, but that's what I'm saying is, is I lost music temporarily, the ability to be able to. So I find that I am able to connect in such different ways. I don't say that what you are saying is wrong or that it's no, not I was important ma- to you. I was making your point. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know, but I'm... I'm I'll shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But these would be what they call the wounded healer. Mm -hmm. Because especially the shaman that moves forward that starts to help heal others who is dealing with its own shaman sickness is what they call the wounded healer. And there's a reason for it because they're still having their own problems that they cannot heal from. And I, like I said, I was going to deal with the fact that, you know, I've been suffering from my own shaman sicknesses, you know, in the last couple years, more or less. Um, anybody who knows me in my real life knows that I've been suffering from bronchitis and pneumonia back and forth for about four years. Goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I cannot get rid of them. And that's because that's my root chakra. Hello, forgiveness, which I do not have. 
in a specific area. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, we were in the woods the other day, and he was just slapping me on my head, being like, see, your block's right in front of you. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am aware. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, it's like I was putting it to him. I was like, you don't understand. It's my Pandora's box, and I don't want to give it to you. It's mine. But it's blocking you. Exactly. It's hurting you. It is hurting me. It makes me ill. It keeps me ill, which is autoimmune disorder. You're cutting yourself. Yeah. I'm killing myself with it. Mm-hmm. You're a healer. You should know better. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. You have to come into it. And you have you cannot say I'm gonna be following my calling and that I and, you know and then I don't have a choice and then I have to do this and and then just I refuse to do this because that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that, but I'm saying I can say this till I'm blue in the face, but until I finally hand over my Pandora's box, I have not healed. Mm-hmm. It's something that does happen. The wounded healer is capable of helping someone else. That doesn't mean that they're 100% right either. Right. I mean, and another thing for me personally, I mean, I, I don't like the fact that people get into past lives. Past lives will lead you into some bad shit. Past lives will lead you into some bad shit. I mean, sometimes it can be good. People want to learn about their past lives, but, you know, help them heal. But that doesn't mean any, mean that you're going to because in my case... I've had many past lives. I mean, I know that I, uh, thank you. I know, for one, like I said at the beginning of the show, I know I was burned at the stake. I know also that I had a specific life where I had electroshock therapy. You know, I know there's been many things that have caused me and my learning to help my shaman sickness not heal. Because now I'm not trying to just heal this life. I also need to heal the past lives. So when you get into your past lives, that's one reason why shamans don't give you that information that they're get given when they do soul retrievals. Because sometimes you don't need to know. It's like Spirit always tells me from the story of King Arthur. He's like, Spirit always tells me, if you were looked at yourself like you were Morgana, look how much better you're doing now. You're not still the same person you was in those other lives. So mm. sometimes it's not necessary to know them. All right, let me get into the astrology because we're running out of time. We've been talking so, so much tonight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, the astrology, before I get into the astrology, though, I will state that Venus is about to go retrograde next month, which actually is a good thing. Things are starting to take a turn, and they are going to look a lot better but not so fast because for the next month before venus actually goes retrograde as it moves into scorpio it will also be in shadow however that is a positive thing as long as you're not in denial and you can check back on facebook because i will post some information about that more in depth i don't have time right now now mercury is going into virgo on the 5th Saturn is going direct on the 6th. Cirrus is also moving into Libra on the 6th. 
which is Thursday. The new moon is in conjunction with the sun on the 9th, which will be taking place in Virgo on Sunday. Venus will also be moving into Scorpio and moving closer to Jupiter on the 9th as well. So, and then on the 10th, you also have Mars moving into Aquarius. Don't be surprised if you get a little bit sick, if you start getting a little bit, you know, the flu feelings and, and whatnot, because you've got so many planets moving. Why wouldn't your chakras need to be healing? Because you're, you're coming into areas where they're shifting and working in different areas. So much is going to be flooding out of you. It wouldnn't be surprised if the illness chakra clearings are starting to come up. Now, with that being said, you have um, on the 5th and from the 5th out, you have a, a grand cross. Now, this is going to be bringing up some tension, but the tension is for a good reason because more or less you've got four planets that are kind of like all looking at each other going, nah, I'm not taking that shit anymore. Screw you, I'm not taking your shit, and I'm not taking your shit. And they all are forcing each other to have to come together and make the positive change. But it will be intense how it happens. Uranus is speaking to Scorpio in a direct, not Scorpio, Uranus is speaking to Venus directly across from it. You're going to start evaluating beauty in a whole new way and what the value of that beauty is. Mm. And then how it emotionally is brought into your life. But Venus also rules money. So it will also be viewing money in a whole <sighs> other way. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I said that you were going to feel like. Uh. So independence, individuality, uniqueness, freedom is speaking to Venus which is going direct, I mean, going into retrograde shadow tomorrow. Uniqueness, freedom, individuality, and money are all ruled by Venus? No, no, no. Uranus is individuality, uniqueness, freedom. And in Taurus, it is self-worth, self-value, and self-esteem. Speaking directly across not getting along with Venus which is money. It is also your your emotional depths. I mean, Makes the sense, sensitivities. You know what? Fuck, we're not about the money life. Venus can go suck an egg right now. <clears throat> but Venus is also telling you how you need to value what really truly is beautiful to you. And what is valuable to it's you. It's not money, Venus. No, but mean, Venus can help create that as well because she has the charm. If you know how to work with your Venus. That sounds so dirty. (laughs) All right, but Uranus is also speaking with Mars. So this makes it more than just one side of a relationship. This has to do with a much bigger picture as well. Mm -hmm. So it is speaking with Mars about your, uh, your warrior, your inner SWAT team. It's also your sexual energy. It is your passion, your action, your aggression, your fire. So in an out outwardly part of your life, which could be dealing with your careers. It could be dealing with your friends, your with your friends, your groups, your teams, you know, and that could also be dealing with the money. And right now, the North Node is trying to have a conversation with that as going, what are you not learning? What is not working for you? Because it's time to listen so that you can make these changes. Also, let me step back for a minute. With Venus going in shadow, I promise you... Sometime between now and the next month, 
or maybe two months, this month and next month. Sometime with Venus going in shadow in the next month and then into retrograde. Something from the last six to eight years is going to be returning in your life. Something or somebody or someplace is going to somehow be returning in your life from six to eight years ago. This is not a redo situation. We are talking about shadow and we are talking about retrograde. Whatever it is that's returning from six to eight years ago is coming back to be redirected, retweeted, retweaked, more or less. You want to see what happened that made the shift happen six to eight years ago. What was the shift about? And how could you maybe add that into your now to make it better? Because it's trying to help you realize what you may have screwed up. Not redo, but learn from the mistake from six to eight years ago. So you can redo it better. Now, with that being said, you also have all kinds of sextiles this week. They're just everywhere. Sextiles and opportunities are rising all over the board, which means don't get lazy. Silk. Silk. <laughs> it sounded like textiles, but with sex in the front of it, what's a more sexy textile than silk? <laughs> that works. So it can be nice and feel good. <laughs> <laughs> opportunities are rising. You have new chances, new successes coming in. You have new emotional balances coming in. You have spiritual new ideas that will help direct you if you listen to your intuition. And just be optimistic. And things can work for you in the most positive ways. But like I said, your moon is going to be going through cancer then through Leo, and then through Virgo this week. And you're going to be dealing with it coming into a new moon in opposition with, not opposition, the new moon in Virgo is going to be in a, a conjunction with the sun. So your inner and your outer world will be colliding in Virgo, which is also part of service, but it's part of health. So what do you need in life to make you healthy? That question has too many variables. Yeah, but that's part of what you'll be viewing as you move forward. Because Virgo has got the finger pointer. Virgo is all about helping you reorganize what hasn't been working and start moving it into a new positive direction. The thing is, new moons are all about new beginnings. So you might see the opportunities coming this week. You might be able to start putting them into proper preparation, but you may not want to actually go through with it until the new moon has taken place on Sunday. What? Nothing for on air. Oh, okay. Um, like I said, I mean, the new moon, it, this is a very powerful new moon, and it's going to help you move into new directions. I am being given by spirit a Ferris wheel for the month of September as we enter it. And I'm being shown, for one, the, the Ferris wheel is all lit up. It's night, and I'm being given a pentagram on it, which is speaking to us of it's going to be taking place in the physical world. Things are going to be changing. They can become tangible within your life. However, the Ferris wheel is moving, and it is lit up. So we are going to slowly be coming full circle throughout the month. So I'm being reminded, even though it's in the dark that I'm sh being shown it, you don't want to jump to conclusions. Some things are still in the dark. They're meant to be in the dark, and they will start to come full circle as you get through the month. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself as you move forward. Right because on. it'll start helping you to get 
into the direction that you're supposed to be because there's so much light and success coming in. But remember, there's a cycle to the circle. What? Listening. Yeah, but it sounded like I went, like I had lost it for a second. No, you're still there. No, it just seemed like I had lost it. So, I mean, I'm being given that information as we move forward. So, I mean, things are going to be coming in very proper, positive ways. But don't jump so fast. Don't be the lion who's pouncing on it. Let, let it simmer just a little bit as you're starting to move forward and get into those new directions, and it will start to take you exactly where you're supposed to be. You're where you're supposed to be on your path. Trust in it. Right on. And that's pretty much all I have for the night. Good. Take care, everybody. Love ya. And may all your dreams be insightful. A step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten.